1941, a minor league baseball team in Baltimore, Maryland, signed a young player from the St. Mary's Industrial School for Boys, a school for delinquent boys and orphans. Unbeknownst to them, that wayward boy would go on to completely transform the game of baseball and become one of the most famous people in American history. The changes in the sport that he ushered in can still be seen today, and even a hundred years later, he is considered to be the greatest baseball player of all time. Learn more about the legend of Babe Ruth on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. Hey everyone, this is Gary. If you're listening to this podcast, you clearly are someone who likes to learn every day. And if you want to add a little more learning into your everyday routine, check out TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll hear about some of the big ideas shaping our world. This includes everything from artificial intelligence to the search for dark matter and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. For those of you who don't live in a country where baseball is popular, or if you just aren't interested in baseball, this really isn't a baseball story. To be sure, there will be a lot of baseball involved, but this is the story of someone who came from nothing and managed to become one of the most famous people of his era. And in the process, he completely changed and arguably saved the game of baseball. George Herman Ruth Jr. was born on February 6, 1895, in the Pigtown neighborhood of Baltimore, Maryland. His parents were both born in America, but all of his grandparents were born in Germany. His father did odd jobs before eventually owning his own saloon. His parents had eight children, but only two of them survived childhood. Young George's first language was actually German, but he quickly adopted English. He was mostly neglected by his parents, who were kept busy running the family saloon, and hence George grew up on the streets, became a delinquent, drinking beer, skipping school, and getting into trouble. By the age of just seven, George's father didn't know what to do with his son anymore, so he sent him to a reform school known as the St. Mary's Industrial School for Boys in Baltimore. Today, it's known as Cardinal Gibbons High School. At St. Mary's, he and the other boys learned trades. George learned carpentry and shirt making. The exact details aren't known, but one of the faculty, Brother Matthias, asked George to join the school's baseball team when he was 12. George played a host of positions, including catcher, shortstop, and third base, all of which were unusual for a left-hander. 
Brother Matthias became a mentor and father figure to George, something which he never forgot and mentioned throughout his life. In fact, in 1936, he bought Brother Matthias a new Cadillac and then got him another one after he got in an accident. Ruth played a lot of baseball, often as many as 200 games a year, and eventually developed a reputation as an outstanding pitcher. By the time he was 18, he was leaving the school for games where he played on community teams. In 1914, he got his big break. He signed a contract with the local minor league team, the Baltimore Orioles. With the Orioles, he traveled outside of Baltimore for the first time and was given the nickname Babe, which stuck with him for the rest of his life. The name supposedly came from the fact that he was the Babe or Darling of the team owner, Jack Dunn. Babe played his first professional game on March 7, 1914. He started the game as a shortstop but pitched the last two innings in the team's win and hit a massive home run in the second inning. His first professional home run was already being called the longest ever hit. Despite performing brilliantly, Ruth didn't play for the Orioles very long. A new major league was formed known as the Federal League that had a team in Baltimore that took fans away from the Orioles. Desperate to make money, the Orioles owner sold Ruth's contract to the Boston Red Sox for $25,000 along with two other players. He played his first game for the Red Sox on July 11, 1914, and he won the game as a starting pitcher. However, there wasn't much else of note that year as Ruth only played in five games for the Red Sox. On August 18th, he was sent to Rhode Island to play for the minor league Providence Grays. In 1915, he played more often. He had 18 wins and 8 losses, which was good enough to be ranked 4th in the league for winning percentage. The Red Sox won the World Series that year, although Ruth did not pitch and had only one at bat. In 1916, he had his breakout year. He led the league in earned run average, had 23 wins, and helped the Red Sox win another World Series. Postseason awards weren't given out back then, but many statisticians would have retroactively given Babe Ruth the Cy Young Award that year as the league's best pitcher. In 1917, he had another great year amongst the league leaders in every major pitching category. And here I should note that by this time, Babe Ruth had established himself as one of the best pitchers in the league, and almost no one thinks of him today as a pitcher. What really changed for him was in 1918. Babe had become one of the most popular players on the team, and there were always more people in attendance when he played. In addition to being a great pitcher, he was also a good hitter, so the decision was made to have him play a position on the days that he wasn't pitching. This turned out to be a brilliant decision. In a season shortened by World War I, Ruth led the league in home runs, slugging, and also managed to win 13 games and the Red Sox won the World Series again, the last time that they would win until 2004. Ruth led the league in home runs with just 11. And here I should note that baseball prior to this point was known as the dead ball era. Home runs were infrequent, and the emphasis was on hitting singles and stolen bases. The next year, 1919, Ruth only pitched in 17 games and played the rest of the season in the outfield. This year, he set the single-season record for home runs with 29, a record that had stood for 35 years, and he did it with 14 fewer games than normal. That offseason, the owner of the Red Sox sold Babe Ruth's contract to the New York Yankees for $100,000. It was an unheard-of amount of money at that time. According to legend, the money from selling the Babe's contract was used to finance a musical called No No Nanette. 
The Yankees at that time were not a great team. They had never won a championship, but now they had the best baseball player in the world playing in the largest baseball market. 1920 marked the full transition from pitcher to hitter, and he did so with a vengeance. He demolished his previous home run record of 29 by hitting 54. He single-handedly hit more home runs than every other team in the American and National Leagues, save for one. He set the single-season record for walks and led the league in runs, RBIs, and every advanced stat that wouldn't even be invented for another 80 years. Ruth was doing something that no one else had ever come close to doing, and he was playing baseball in a way it had never been played before. And in the process, Babe Ruth arguably became the biggest sports celebrity ever. He was the right person at the right place at the right time. The United States had just gotten out of the war, mass media in the form of radio and movies was just taking off, and he was in the biggest market in the country, New York City. His 1921 season was arguably better, hitting 59 home runs. His success also led to team success, with the Yankees appearing in their first World Series. There are many baseball historians who consider it to be the greatest season of any player in baseball history. In 1923, he led the Yankees to their first World Series championship, one of four that he would win with the team. And it was also the first year of a new stadium called Yankee Stadium. It was actually dubbed the house that Ruth built because it was built to accommodate the large number of people who came to see him play. In the process, more players began emulating Ruth in how he played baseball. Home runs were up all over the league, and Ruth had single-handedly ended the dead ball era. But Ruth just wasn't an athlete. He was a personality. He was ultimately a big kid who enjoyed beer, cigars, and hot dogs. And there were countless stories told about Babe Ruth, some of which were actually true. Perhaps the most famous story occurred in 1926. An 11-year-old boy named Johnny Sylvester was in the hospital after being in a serious accident. Johnny asked Babe to hit a home run for him, and the next game, Babe hit three. In Game 3 of the 1932 World Series against the Chicago Cubs, Ruth was getting heckled by the fans, and some reportedly threw fruit at him. In the fifth inning, with two balls and two strikes, he supposedly pointed towards the outfield and then hit a home run there on the very next pitch. That same year, he was supposedly making $80,000 a year, and he was asked how he could justify making more money than the president. He responded, quote, What the hell has Hoover to do with it? Besides... I had a better year than he did. When he met Britain's King George VI, the father of Queen Elizabeth, he wasn't starstruck. He simply extended his hand and said, Hiya, King. Ruth also made a fantastic amount of money for the time. He once made $100,000 for a 12-week run in a vaudeville show, which was more than what he made for an entire year playing baseball. Likewise, he did many product endorsements and appeared in movies almost always as himself. Despite the fame, the money, and the quite unhealthy living, Ruth managed to perform at a high level for years. The 1927 Yankees were dubbed Murderer's Row because he and his teammate Lou Gehrig won 110 games and swept the World Series. That same year, he once again set the single-season home run record at 60, a record that would stand until 1961. In 1930, he signed a contract for $80,000 per year a record at that time, and 2.4 times more than the next closest player. A record which still stands today. 
Towards the end of his career, Ruth desperately wanted to manage a team, but despite the respect that everyone had for him as a player, no one really trusted him to be responsible for the management of a team. He ended his career in 1935 in a way that almost everyone has forgotten, as a member of the Brooklyn Dodgers in the National League. At the age of 40, he played only 28 games and hit only six home runs. However, three of those home runs came in a single game. He retired owning almost every major batting record in baseball, and in the case of home runs, his 714 were far beyond the next closest player. The following year, he was part of the inaugural class of the Baseball Hall of Fame. But he never did achieve his goal of managing a team. In his retirement, he traveled and continued to make public appearances, making money off his fame. But in 1946, doctors discovered that he had a tumor at the base of his skull, which caused his health to deteriorate rapidly. He was actually one of the first people to have their cancer treated with both drugs and radiation simultaneously. He passed away on August 16, 1948, just days after the premiere of his biographical movie, The Babe Ruth Story, at the age of just 53. The legacy of Babe Ruth lives on today. Babe Ruth memorabilia remains the most valuable sports memorabilia in the world. In 2012, a jersey worn by Babe Ruth in a game sold for over $4 million at auction. His bats, signed contracts, and many, many other things he signed or owned have sold for hundreds of thousands of dollars as well. Today, over a hundred years since he began playing professional baseball, he's still regarded by most baseball historians as the greatest player who ever played, primarily because of his success in both hitting and pitching. It wasn't until 2022, 104 years after Babe Ruth's 1918 season, that another professional baseball player went an entire season both as a starting pitcher and an everyday hitter, Soshi Otani. As a sports celebrity, the only person who probably ever reached the same heights as Babe Ruth was probably Michael Jordan in the 80s and 90s. Today, baseball has fully embraced the home run as the primary offensive strategy. Home run rates today are near an all-time high, but it all began over a century ago with a delinquent boy from Baltimore who had an incredible knack for hitting home runs. The executive producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Charles Daniel. The associate producers are Peter Bennett and Cameron Kiefer. I wanted to give a big thanks to everyone who supports the show on Patreon. Your support helps me put out a new show every day. And if you're interested in Everything Everywhere Daily merchandise, Patreon is currently the only place where it's available. And if you'd like to talk to other listeners of the show and get notified of future episodes and projects, please join my Facebook group or Discord server. Links to everything are in the show notes.